So hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil, and on episode 186, we get to chat storm photography with Jim Tang and Paige Vincent. They're the winners of the 2023 Storm Photos of the Year contest. So this is going to be a great show. We've also got hashtag weatherfools and weather trollbot 5000 is back with enhanced AI. It's unbelievable. It's all right here on Stormfront Freaks Live! Going green. <laughs> Greenwich. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather show. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks Live, and it's brought to you by Windstorm Products.com. Hey, Tropical Storm Brett is on his way in the Atlantic. And his sister's right behind, so our friends at Windstorm Products have the world's largest online selection of hurricane hardware. So prepare your home and shop windstormproducts.com for your hurricane hardware and shutter installation tools. Hey, thanks to our Patreon teammates that help support the show. Uh, we've got a new teammate, Steve Holmes. So, Steve, welcome, and, and all the others that, that are scrolling across the bottom of the screen. Hey, you can join our team as well and get access to our exclusive Facebook group. Uh, we've got co-hosts and past guests like Ginger Z, Ryan Hall, Michael Binsky, Dr. Philip Klotzbach, I think Jim Tang, I think you're even on there, buddy. And we've got over 50 others of, of our past guests. We have a number of tiers with exclusives but you can help support our show for as little as $5 a month. If you're new, it's always happy hour every time uh, we've got the show. And, and so what we're going to do is we're basically sitting at the bar. We're going to find out which of our co-hosts are here tonight as well <laughs> as what they're... As... <laughs> co-hosts. I get it. Co-host. 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 We, lo we lost Serena. I don't know where Serena went, but but we do have a co we do have another co-host here tonight. Uh, so Greg Johnson, our storm chaser and photographer up in Canada. Uh, Greg, what are you drinking tonight? What do you got? Well, listen, there's been tornadoes all over uh, North America, and in honor of the Alberta and Manitoba tornadoes uh, over the last week, I'm drinking some Canadian whiskey uh, with Coke. Very good. Delicious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and we all, so MJ is also, he's back in the green room. He's running the show tonight. And, and we're expecting Serena to be popping back in here at any moment. But uh, let's, let's get to our guests. That's what we're here for tonight. So, Greg, I'll turn it over to you. Well, I, I, have, I have to tell you, Phil, I am so stoked for tonight's show. Uh, we've got two amazing photographers with us. And, you know, shout out to... Uh, the gang over at the Stormy Awards for uh, putting together a few years ago, 2020, I think was the first year, started this idea of, hey, let's let's uh, uh, you know bring together photographers and get the, the best photographs and the best photographers uh, in, in storm chasing in the weather world. Let's bring them all together and get them to submit their photos and, uh, and, and see what comes out of it. Well, tonight we've got two amazing photographers. First of all, we got Jim Tang. Uh, who won the award for 2022 of Photographer of the Year. That's a pretty big title. Jim is a uh, coder. He lives in uh, Denver, Colorado. In 2015, he went on his first storm chase and, and totally uh, uh, loved it so much so that today uh, he goes storm chasing multiple times a year, mainly to the Plains and Tornado Alley. Tonight he's in uh, his home state of Colorado chasing. Uh, but, uh, the, the spring storm season, he's out on the plains and then he goes over to Arizona for the summer monsoon. And again, Jim was the 2022 storm photographer of the year. And secondly, uh, but no less important, we've got Paige Vincent, who was the, uh, who won the award for photograph of the year. And when you see Paige's photo, you're going to, you guys are going to be, uh, mind smacked on this one. Uh, Paige is also from Colorado and she began chasing storms back in 2017. Since then, she's been combining landscape and self-portrait storm photography, self-portrait storm photography, uh, also, you're going to love what she does around this stuff anyway. Uh, she's a full-time graphic designer who has a goal to inspire more women and, and the younger generations to, to get out and storm chase. And again, Paige's, uh, one of her photos was voted the best storm photo of the year. Paige, I want to start with you. First okay. question, 
uh, when you know you got this incredible storm, and, and and maybe Phil, we can put it up on on screen. But uh, this this photo from the Badlands of uh, I know what goes into to chasing storms, and I know what goes into like. Did you just happen to be up at the top of this butte, and this storm formed, or did did the storm form, and then you went, "Oh my God, we got to get up at the top of that hill." What? what <laughs> tell, tell me, what was the the process? Was it happenstance, or was this like a a thing that you wanted to do? I think I think Jim can tell you a little bit more about how we ended up in that exact spot. But we started in Colorado that day and there were two storms. There was one in, I think in Texas in the Panhandle and there was one up north. And all day we were deciding whether or not to go north or south. And finally I was just like, what if we just go see a national park? You know, we, <laughs> what can we lose? And Jim, Jim's method was a little more on the forecasting side than mine. But I think in the end we both kind of got what we wanted. Um, we watched yeah. roll in and um, we noticed that it had some structure to it. And Jim was like, let's go into the park, get a view of this thing. And yeah, that came right to us. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing about uh, storm photography, well, any photography really. And, you know, you think about landscapes uh, and essentially that's what this is. But we think of landscapes as being the, the sort of background. But this photo, as, as great as the storm is, it's the foreground that makes this photo, right? If, if you put this same sky on, on, a, on a, a brown field, you don't win storm photo of the year, right? This is all about foreground. Amazing, amazing shot. And uh, Jim, I didn't even realize that you two were traveling together on this day. Uh, uh, how does that feel to lose the storm photo of the year uh, award <laughs> when you were literally in the exact same spot? Like that's got to hurt the ego, Jim. Sorry, uh, you're I, muted. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, there we go. Um, it, it doesn't hurt at all because uh, actually I was a little bit in front of Paige on that ledge, and uh, I think <laughs> she got the better composition. So I got the I got similar photos, but I liked her composition a lot more. So um, it, it, it doesn't hurt my ego at all. I think she 100 deserved it. This is like an outstanding photo, and she composed it perfectly. It's, it's wonderful. Well, listen. Uh, let's let's now, Jim. Let's let's sort of transition to um, your award, Storm Photographer of the Year, and just explain for those that don't know um, what goes into this idea of Storm Photographer of the Year. Because it's not just a single photo; it's a it's a body of work, right? And uh, let's face it: you're out on the plains. Every damn car you see has about fifty thousand dollars worth of camera equipment in it. So. If you win that award, that's a pretty big deal. So tell us about the body of work, what went into it, and uh, uh, how much time did you spend in 2022 storm chasing? Uh, the answer is way too much. <laughs> um, so to be honest, I was, I was actually, I, was, I think I was very fortunate um, in a lot of circumstances to be in situations where, like, for example, the photo that you're showing right now, um, the fact that there was this isolated pop thunderstorm that uh, initiated. I was on an overlook near Tucson, and I, I, that storm just happened to drop and, you know, an amble bolt um, right in front of me. And I was there to, my camera was set up and I captured it. Right? So I, I think uh, I was very fortunate. I had a lot of instances where uh, I was at the right place at the right time. Um, but yeah, I, I did chase a lot. I, I, I started off as a years. I started off with Asian Badlands in Iowa, and then um, we ended. I ended the year down in Southern California. I captured a, a fire NATO um, in between multiple trips to Arizona, which is very far from Colorado. Um, so, so it is a ton of chasing, a ton of miles on my car. I think I average uh, for the past years at least. I've averaged thirty to forty k miles on my vehicle. Wow. Um, hey, uh, for, yeah. for those of you that are listening to the podcast, the, the photo that we've got up uh, on screen of Jim's uh, uh, from Tucson is a picture of a, you know, you, you imagine a, uh, uh, you know, a big thunderstorm, but off the right hand side is this clear air bolt coming down from the anvil of the storm. And, uh, and it looks like the, the lights of Tucson below, uh, just an amazing, uh, a photograph, Jim. And, and I'm super jealous by the way, 
I uh, just gotta gotta say that. Uh, do you use do you use a lightning trigger? Uh, so no, for that photo, I just uh, time lapse. So uh, I'll just keep shooting um, 15 second exposures and hope that a bolt falls within exposure. So so explain that, Jim, because I know there's a lot of people that are watching or listening that, that you know, they want to learn what it takes to be storm photographer of the year or to get the stone, storm photo of the year. So explain, I guess, explain that process, what, what you're setting um, up on your camera. Yeah, so I, I have like a, an exposure that I, that I set to, um, so I, I start off with like uh, F8 and pretty low ISO below 200. And depending on how close or how far I am to the storm, I'll have a certain shutter speed between 10 and you know, 20 seconds. Um, and so I'll just I'll start off with that default setting, and then I'll have that run. So just basically sit and forget. Have my camera take a bunch of photos, hope that lightning falls within the frame, uh, within those exposures. And a lot of times they don't, right? So there, there is a lot of uh, feedback right from the storm right if, if all the bolts are off to one side or if i'm too bright you know i got just the settings right so so it, there'll be constant feedback from the storm on uh, or my saying correct and pointing in the right direction and then i'll adjust based on that um the worst thing that happens is the storm will give me feedback and i pointed my camera to another direction and back where i originally was pointed um biggest bolt of the day drops right so no that, that never happens <laughs> no that never greg happened. has no idea what that i have like. no <laughs> I've, I've never had that experience jim uh hey Paige, uh uh you i you know you and jim are obviously uh good friends um and uh do you follow jim on twitter do you, do you follow him on twitter at all <laughs> unfortunately no <laughs> okay so, yeah. so you do right twitter yeah so, so okay so so i think it's, I think it's fair Group. Yeah, if if you guys uh, uh, follow Jim on Twitter, uh, you will know that uh, uh, he puts out in the world that he is the worst storm chaser <laughs> on earth. Oh, we said it yesterday, and then what we said it yesterday. Okay. I know. Hey, yesterday it was it was it was justified yesterday. <laughs> so no, you, I'm Jim, you put it out in the world that you are the worst storm chaser on earth. Dude, you won the, the the storm photographer of the year. You got to stop that uh, uh, s. You know the the, the you got to stop that stuff. It's anyway, his brand now. That that's right, Jim's brand. He can't. Tank can't stop it. That's the time. Just my brand. So, uh, Paige, tell us about uh, the whole red dress idea and the the whole storm selfie thing, which I think is brilliant. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure Serena, I, I might've jumped in and, and asked your question. I'm sorry, but, uh, but Paige, tell us about the, the whole, uh, concept of the red dress. Yeah. Um, and this kind of ties into kind of why me and Jim were set up in that spot for the Badlands shot. We have that background in landscape photography too. So we look for foregrounds when we're shooting. Um, and it's kind of difficult when you're chasing out in the plains and there's not many things to stop at other than like a barn or a random cow. Um, so the red dress kind of started with the landscape photography by wanting to add a person and um, a pop of color uh, as like a sense of scale to a big landscape shot so that you can tell how vast the mountains were or the scenes were. Um, originally it started in white sands and you can't really tell how vast white sands is. Um, so adding me to it, especially in a red dress, which was going to pop helped a lot. Um, and so I naturally just tried to incorporate that into my storm photography. Um, it's always easier if I do it with someone cause they can shoot me while I'm in the dress. But, um, there are times where I've set up a tripod and just rattled off a few, set it on interval timer and Yep, that was one I did on a tripod, and shortly oh after. Oh my it, gosh! It really? <laughs> so, so yeah. when you're when you're driving around the plains, and let's face it, a lot of dudes in pickup trucks uh, driving around. When you <laughs> oh <my laughs> when you roll up to a gas station in Lyman, Colorado, uh, do people are, are you? Please tell me you're wearing the dress when you're filling up the car <laughs> with gas. Please. No, but on this particular day, I, I was next to a very busy highway and I pulled off on a dirt road to take this. And I'm not kidding. Maybe 15 people stopped to ask if I was okay. <laughs> well, all they're very nice, but you can tell they're locals and they're like, are you lost, hon? And I'm like, oh, I'm okay, thank you. 
<laughs> You're like, nope, just a storm chaser. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That's wild. So were were you doing that page prior? Were you doing these um, self portraits prior to storm chasing, and you incorporated that or? Yeah, so the red dress came first. I've been doing okay. that for about okay. six years. Um, I try to do it in as many different places as I can and do it with other photographers as well. Um, but with storm photography, recently I've just been taking it with me on every chase. And if there's kind of a low precipitation day, I'm hoping for that like low precipitation tornado um, where I can put it on and take a few shots. Yeah. That's so if, I, so we're, so that's still on the bucket list. You haven't done a tornado shot yet. There, there's one red dress tornado shot, but it's about okay. five years old now. It's from the okay. Chugwater tornado. Oh, that okay. was a good tornado. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were hoping for that yesterday again. But <laughs> yeah, Jim went up to Colorado or up to Wyoming instead of Colorado. Rookie oh, yeah, mistake, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie mistake. <laughs> uh, listen, guys. Uh, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the camera. Uh, and equipment, that kind of stuff. Because again, lots of photographers listening and watching. Um, what type of camera are you shooting with, Paige? Uh, and uh, any spe other than a, a tripod and maybe a trigger of some kind, uh, any other special techniques that you're using or employing? Sure. Um, so I have a Nikon Z50 with actually just the two kit lenses it came with, a 16 to 50 and a 50 to 250. Um, and then I also have a Z6 II with a 15 to 30 millimeter. So I cover all, all ranges. So, that so you're using, you, you, you fully switched over to mirrorless then? Yeah, fully mirrorless. It's actually the only thing I've ever shot on. The Z50 was my first camera. No so, kidding. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. I like, and I like Nikon. I'm a Nikon girl, which I'll get a lot of hate for, but. <laughs> oh no, I'm Nikon too. Whoop, whoop. Okay. okay. No, all love right. It. Yeah, and Jim, tell us what what about you? What, any uh, any special equipment you you're using, or what are you using? So I have three cameras. I have a D750, a D850, and a Z62 as well. Um, I don't have any super special lenses. I have a uh, an Ultraride 14 to 24, which is great for getting structure shots because that fills up the sky in the 14 millimeters. Right, right. Captures it really well. Um, I have on my Z62 just the kit lens. Uh, it goes from 24 all the way to 200. That's really great when you're too far away from a tornado and you need to go up to 200. Right. Um, right. And then for my D750, I have a, I think it's a 24 to 70 on it. Um, so that's the kind of what I use as my backup camera if I'm time lapsing or uh, if I need like a second camera just in case, like you know. If one camera has something out of focus, the, uh, my backup camera will go capture it. So, um, so yeah, so those are my. That's kind of my setup. Um, I also so, have, Jim, were you uh, were you using uh, were you were you uh, shooting? Uh, were you doing photography uh, before 2015 when you started storm chasing? Yeah, so I've been doing photography for a while. I've been doing it since uh, high school. Um, I've never been like super, super serious into it. Like it was, it was more like, a, you know, I'll just casually do it. It just guys look good um, back in high school. And then when I started storm chasing, the photography naturally came in, right? This is something I already knew how to do. This was, I already knew like how to adjust uh, aperture, or speed, ISO and everything. So, so that made the learning curve for storm chasing a lot easier because the photography aspect I already had down. Nice, nice. Um, do you guys, uh, last question, I think, Phil, hey, before we go to break. Yep. Um, do you guys have any, uh, anyone that you kind of, when you got into the business where you went, man, I would love to get photos. Like, like, is there uh, somebody that you kind of looked at as a, uh, uh, inspiration, so to speak? Oh, Jim Tang. <laughs> Paige, that's the best I'm, answer. I'm flattered. <laughs> he, he's still a hero of mine. What do you, every time I get to chase with him, it's a good time. That's oh, great. You. What about you, Jim? Anybody uh, yeah. that that you that you even still like admire their work and? Yeah, um, there's there's a ton of, there's a ton of people. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Arizona Chasers, um, John Serlin, Michael Vinsky, Lori Bailey. Mm -hmm. They produce some just incredible work, like just absolutely insane work. Uh, 
my interest lately of photographing landscapes with weather on top of it came a lot from John Serlin because he's so good at that. Like he's just, he gets just the most insane shots ever. Um, so I'm very heavily inspired and uh, yeah, just inspired by him. Um, so, yeah. so Jim, uh, uh, tell us about the, the shot of Half Dome. I, I, I was blown away by that shot. Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this is funny. So on Twitter that morning, uh, so, so first of all, the, the overall large seal pattern, um, I knew I had to chase and knew there would be good thunderstorms somewhere, right? So it was a matter of uh, where to chase. I had a few targets in mind, but then um, I think it was Dar Darren Hall and Thomas Nepshield on Twitter that morning. They talked about, oh, if you get a half dome, a bolt hitting half dome, um, you know, we'll quit or something like that, like some, 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 you know, funny thing like that, right? So then we were just casually talking about it, but I looked on the her. And uh, and I saw like it showed a thunderstorm moving past Yosemite at the time that I wanted, like around 8 p.m. around sunset, around blue light. So I was thinking, okay, this might be feasible, but I don't really like shooting in mountains during these kinds of setups for various reasons. One is they tend to initiate thunderstorms pretty early. Uh, I always want to go for golden light, blue light when it comes to weather, lightning bolts, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I didn't like the light early in the day, and, and so I, I was kind of worried that it would initiate early, and, and the models aren't very good with the initiation timing, so I thought, oh, it's just going to blow up at 2 p.m., and this could be all right. And that's kind of what happened. It did blow up at 2 p.m., but there was just a little bit of light behind that first round of thunderstorms, and the herd just kept showing that 8 p.m. storm. It never wavered from that. Um, so I, 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 I already got to, I got to Yosemite right after that first storm ended. And, uh, and I, I had a plan to hike up. So this was the uh, a thousand foot elevation gain. And I, and I knew from, because I hiked that hike before, that at, at the top of that 1,000 foot elevation gain, there's this beautiful view of uh, Half Dome. Um, so I lugged my two tripods, my two uh, cameras up that 1,000 foot elevation gain in, in less than a mile. I was like, oh my gosh, why am I out of shape? Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I got, I got a shot. So it was very, it was worth it. The hike was worth it. The forecast was worth it. Everything worked out. I was super thrilled. Um, it was, just, it was a good day all around. Yeah, you were channeling your Ansel Adams. <laughs> Indeed. Wow, <laughs> wow, very nice. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a short break. We've got a new Storm Chaser safety clip uh, that we're gonna play for you, and we'll be right back with more from Jim and Paige. for this edition of Stormfront Freaks Podcast, Storm Chaser Safety Tip. Join retired fire battalion chief Randy Denzer, EMA director Eddie Aldring, and police officer Eric Fox as we discuss some of the most common storm chaser safety pitfalls to avoid. Okay, so we're talking storm chaser safety tips. I'm with Eric Fox. He's a current police officer in Davis, Oklahoma, and a field correspondent for Weather Nation TV. Eric, a lot of times chasers, uh, we're out wherever the tornadoes and the storms are, which a lot of times are going to be out in the country uh, around dirt and gravel roads. Sometimes you just can't avoid it. I guess let's talk about um, some, some ideas that if you are going to do this, what you should be prepared for and certainly some some safety tips. Yeah, so uh, definitely going to break this into two, two factions like you just brought up, uh, preparation. Uh, if you're not in a proper vehicle, uh, it's just not smart to, to take those dirt roads. Uh, Kansas is horrible. You know, Nebraska can be horrible with these dirt roads. Uh, and if you don't have the proper vehicle, proper wheels, proper uh, differential locking mechanisms to be able to get you unstuck or, you know, you know, bringing those those ties, uh, tie downs. I, I got a great story with Gabe Garfield, great friend. We actually become great friends because I had a tie down with my truck and pulled him out of some mud. And it, so it's this preparation, right? Just helping out uh, somebody stuck uh, just by being prepared, having, uh, they also make uh, mats that you can, uh, you know, these little ramps, uh, rubber, uh, I can't believe remember the actual name of them, but you can put them underneath your tires. And, and that was just preparation, right? Always just throw those in the trunk of your car. Uh, but if you're in a car, I really wouldn't recommend to go down uh, wet, uh, muddy roads. Gravel roads are okay. Uh, but with gravel roads, you definitely want to watch your speed because you don't have the traction. You have loose, uh, loose items. And uh, when I say items, gravel underneath your tires that you lose grip. 
So, you know, it's the situational awareness of your roadway uh, in the preparation and pre-planning of your routes and knowing, like, especially with GPS today, you know, you could look on a, something I do is I flip over to GPS and then I'll go to train or satellite view and you could tell if it's a dirt road or not, or, or does it go from uh, gravel or concrete or, or asphalt to dirt? I mean, that's a preparation that you can look ahead if you're going to plan that route. When I chase, I always chase under the satellite view just because I want to see that road. That's one thing I can do. Now, I will talk about not being prepared and what can happen. Um, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer here, but, uh, you know, Tim, Paul and Carl, part of the situation based on our investigation was they were on a mud road, a dirt road, uh, facing well over 100 mile an hour RFD winds and a car that was not prepared to handle the roadway. Uh, their speeds were reduced drastically because of the roadway. So just know that if you're trying to escape from a tornado and you get off on a wrong roadway, i.e. mud road, dirt road, you are placing yourself into danger and, and causing your escape route and your escape time to be reduced even more. And that was what happened in the course of our investigation was the big part of what happened with them, them trying to escape away from that tornado was the road and the vehicle they were in. So just know that, but remember that. That's that's the one case that we know for sure the roadway played part. Yeah, there, Eric, there's been a lot of times that uh, while chasing, I've been on a dirt road, but I always try to avoid when it's raining. Um, but I've been on a dirt road and it's started raining and there have been times that I've actually just turned around because I'm like this, I'm not gonna be on a paved road for a while. I'm just gonna head back so I can get back on a paved road. So. So good stuff. Thanks, Eric. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so so we're back here. We got uh, Jim and Paige. So they're they're two of the winners of last year's Stormy's uh, Storm Photographers and, and Photo of the Year winners. Um, I'm I'm going to simplify things. And Jim, when you were on our show last time, it's it's been a little while, but I, I'm I know I asked this question because any photographer, I always ask this question. So I've got a DSLR as well, and I've gone through Greg's classes, and I've. I've tried, and it's still just, it's too much. I don't have the patience. I, 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 I still bring it with me, and I'll still set it up from time to time and let the trigger do some work. But I still will just go to my phone because the, the iPhones and the phones now are just are, are really good. Um, there's limitations, of course, but they're, but they're pretty good. So I want to know, I, I'd have to imagine, Paige, you, and, and Jim, you you guys still will go to your phone every once in a while. So I want to know, uh, what, what's, your, what's your favorite use of your phone in taking storm shots? Paige, I'm going to start with you, because and, and, I want to get some tips. Sure. Um, well, I'm typically on Instagram, and reels are still very much a mm. thing, so... Yeah. I will take a shot first with my camera and then I'll switch to video, shoot that for 10 seconds and then go in back to my camera too. Um, I remember on the Palmer tornado, I had my camera at, up at the same time that I was shooting. So I had both hands up and that you can see in the video, it kind of like goes back and forth because I'm trying to shoot at the same time, but sometimes I can't choose between the two. Wow. Really? Wow. Okay. So you, you, you're torn a little bit. I can appreciate yeah. that. I like that. So so anyway, so you're doing a lot of reels. Then um, are you doing are you doing them live or are you recording and then making the reel later? Yeah, I do everything after the fact. Okay, you do. All right. All right, Jim. What what about you? Are you still going to your? I see your forehead. Oh, there you are. <laughs> uh, what, give, give me some. Give me some new phone tips. Um, I'll use the. Are for photos and phone for video, and and I also use phone as like a backup, right? So if 
know, just in case something goes wrong, right? I have at least that phone fixed. And then the third use for the phone would be if there's a lot of dynamic range. So by that, I mean, if, especially when the sun is setting behind your storm, um, your storm is really dark, right? And then the sun is really bright. And uh, so DSLRs will have a tough time with that. Um, so like a lot of times you'll need to underexpose by a lot to make sure that your highlights aren't blown out. Um, and phones, they have that built into them. So they can understand when you have a really high dynamic range and they'll apply post-processing within the camera to fix that um, immediately when you take the photo. So um, that's another good use for the camera. If the dynamic range is really high and you're you're kind of like pushing it with your DSLR picks where maybe you know the storm is too dark and you're not getting detailed in the shadow, um, you can get a camera photo. Yeah. So Phil, what, what I think what Jim's trying to say is uh, the we're let the adults talk, Phil. Um, <laughs> Serena, sure, Serena, no I think you had I think you had a question. Let's uh, let's I, move I on do, from that. I do. Well, it's kind of the opposite of Phil's. So I, you know, this year when I went out chasing, I was like, all right, I'm bringing the DSLR out again, and I'm gonna do this right. And I put the cell phone away, and I said, I'm gonna focus on this. I remember last time you were on, we talked about, hey, like use what you're going to use. Like the camera you use is going to be the best one. But what are some tips for new photographers, for people who do say, you know what? I really love what you do. I could see that being a passion of mine. I want to do the same thing. What advice do you have for them? I'll Jim go first and then we'll do Paige. Yeah. So uh, the, the one of the key pieces, key pieces of advice um, is to know your camera well before you go out shooting the storm. So when you're shooting a storm, things are moving really fast, right? So the storm is going to change every every few seconds. Um, sometimes you'll have something set up, and then the storm will speed up, and all of a sudden you have to flee, right? Um, knowing your camera, knowing how you know what the little knobs and dials do, right? Um, practicing your shooting before you know you're actually in a pressure situation. That's going to be really important. Like if you know your if you know your camera in and out know what settings you need to be at if all that is immediate you're saving so much time when you're in this pressure situation and you're less likely to mess things up and i say that because i've messed up so many times where oh something's out of focus i'm way overexposed or something's <laughs> just way off right and that almost always happens uh, when i haven't shot for a very long time when i haven't practiced shooting it's maybe my first chase in like six months right and i just mess it up and and i've had great shots amazing things ruined by me not knowing the camera me not knowing what things i need to be on so that's probably my first my biggest piece of advice nice no i like that and i can i can attest to how important that is from when we were all out on the stormfront freaks chase that's awesome Paige, what advice do you have yeah i'll kind of add on to that because this is this falls within the same range of knowing your camera but right before i get to a storm when I'm filling up my gas tank and getting some snacks, I take out both of my cameras and make sure they're on the correct settings to start shooting when we get to a storm. So typically when you're under the mezzo, it's going to be a little bit darker. So I bring my ISO up a little bit. I just make sure my cameras are both ready to shoot. Um, and then this is kind of a vague one and it goes with any kind of photography, but just go out as much as you can. Um, and Jim knows this, but you can go out eight different times and not get anything. And then the one time that you, the ninth time you go out, you end up getting on something really beautiful. So you just, just <laughs> get out as much as possible is my tip. Nice. I like that. No, that makes sense. All right. So, Hey, we've one of our viewers, uh, Clarence Smith says, Hey, what photo is on the top of your bucket list? And you, you guys have probably filled a lot of your bucket list already, but uh, Paige, what, what photo is at the top of your bucket list right now? Um, so I have one photo in particular that's going to be a unicorn shot, but, um, I want a tornado that's well lit, low precipitation and a beautiful field with a rainbow and a red dress in front of it. <laughs> Shouldn't be a problem. I very close, very close. But, um, I think this was the Medill, Oklahoma tornado. And it went through the town. And so as soon as that happens, I'm not going to take a shot like that. So like I've had the opportunity to take a shot like that. I was in the red dress and everything. And then I just decided against it because it was it didn't feel right. So 
Yeah, I like do, how you do, want the rainbow with the low precipitation. <laughs> hey, if you're going to ask, just right? a little I mean, bit. Yeah, hang on. No, you, zero you, may, you may as well. I was going to ask zero you if judgment. you did search. Did you, did you do search and rescue in your red dress then? or? Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was, I was not uh, qualified to do search and rescue, but we were, That's fair. We, were there, we were there in the damage path afterwards. Oh, my was, gosh. Okay. Crazy. All right, Jim, what about you? What, uh, what, what's at the top of your bucket list still, Mr. Photographer of the Year? Uh -huh. um, I, have, I have too many shots. Um, so I think the top would be a, a bolt, a close range bolt at um, Dead Horse Point. So I got a bolt last year, but it was, it, the, the settings weren't perfect. It was a little bit overexposed. So I wanted something like close range where you can see the foreground of Dead Horse Point and they got bolts. Where's Dead Horse Point, Jim? Yes, it's in uh, it's near Moab in eastern Utah. That area is just so gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, it's like a landscape photographer's paradise. So um, um, getting Phil, that I... amazing landscape. Yeah, Phil, yeah. can I jump in with my bucket list shot as well? Uh, yeah, so is, it, I wanna... is it wearing a red dress in front of a... Well, not a, not a dress, but I want to be in, I want to be in the badlands of South Dakota. I want to be up on the, the top of this butte, you know, overlooking mothership in front of me. And, and, uh, I've got this, I'm doing a series called, uh, the, the, the red underwear, uh, series. And so I just, yeah, it's bucket list for me, Phil. I, I know you're a total Badlands guy, so uh, you, Paige and Jim, you both have him extremely jealous. Oh, you guys are killing me. You have no you idea. For what you, you have got. have no idea how many times I've been in the Badlands doing storm photos, and I and then I saw Paige's, and I just like, oh, God, I give up. I, uh... Anyway, it was a great shot, Paige. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Hey, Any other questions, good Serena? Yeah, there's one more good audience question from Cindy. She says, uh, any tips if you're saving for your camera and using a Samsung Android phone? So, you know, kind of going back to, you know, sorry, Greg, phone tips. No, that's all right. <laughs> Start with, uh, let's go with Jim. Jim. Yeah, so, oops. okay, there we go. Um, so I think... The, the phone is a, a great tool. So the, the phones, they, they work really, really well. Um, so I think to start, I would, I would first of all, if you use your phone as, as to start as much as possible and see, kind of get a feel for what kind of shots you like, right? What's your style? Are you a, a close person? Uh, do you like movie shots? Do you like to be farther away? You can do that with any camera. You don't need like these fancy DSLR for that, right? Um, do you, what's your, what's your, what's your, what are you really passionate about? Once you have developed your own style and, and you understand what you're, what really, you know, makes you tick, right? Um, that's when the investment made into a camera, that's, that matters so much more, right? Cause let's be like moody shots, right? Well, if you take it with the phone, uh, you're not gonna, you're not able to bring that moodiness out as much as you would if you had a DSR, right? So then the DSR becomes an investment that pays dividends a lot more than if you didn't know what, you, you know, what your style was or if you didn't know what really brings your functions. Right? So, um, so, so if, if that, that kind of a route, I think that for someone who's saving up for DSR, I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of the best. Would, would there, before I go to Paige, would there be a first camera recommendation? Yeah, so I would start off with uh, with the just the like the entry level DSLR, right? Um, so that's usually pretty, re uh, you know, not 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 as pricey as some of the higher end DSLRs. Um, so so especially if you're just starting out and uh, you know you're still uh, kind of budgeted, and and I think the entry level DSLR they, they do great things. Uh, Nikon builds amazing entry level DSLRs and lenses. Um, so we start off with that, and then once you once you once you've gotten a feel for how much you love the hobby, what your style, and everything, you know, then you can graduate onto more and more advanced cameras, more and more advanced lenses, more and more advanced. Yeah, um, this segment was brought to you by Nikon USA. Uh, Paige, uh, what about you, Paige? What do you think? What what any tips for Cindy? Oh, I'm going to shout out Nikon all the way. Um, 
because I, and I'm probably not the person to ask because I would say just go ahead and buy the camera now and then pay it off later. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is, it's a great investment. This segment brought to you by Visa. <laughs> <laughs> this segment brought to you by my bank account that is <laughs> struggling. Um, no, I would say if you absolutely can't buy the camera, and then a phone is also a great option. I actually, I've only been shooting for two years and most of the shots um, that I started getting like recognition for on Instagram were taken on an iPhone. They were just edited in Lightroom mobile. Um, so I would say spend more time taking HDR shots and then editing them in Lightroom mobile. So I don't know if that's an option, but you can you can pull out some range in those cell phone shots. Snap Snapseed works really good too if you're Snapseed on an Android. It works really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it depends on where you go. Uh-oh. 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 Hey, I, you can finish what you were saying there uh, before we were rudely interrupted by that thunder, Paige. What, what were you I, saying? I honestly thought it was the storm here. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, hey, I got to run. See, see you guys later. So, well, hey, so that's uh, that's the sound of our uh, for our lightning round, uh, Paige and Jim. The, this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions uh, that we get to play with our guests. And tonight we're, we're pulling out an oldie but goodie because we have two guests tonight and we're going to play a little late night family feud. Right on. All right, so, so you know how family feud is played and, and what I'm going to do is we're going to have two families. So Jim and Paige, <laughs> you are one of our families, okay? And Greg and Serena, oh my God. you guys are the other family, so you're, you're going to be playing against each other. And uh, because you're our guest tonight, Jim and Paige, I'm, I'm going to start with you guys. And, and so I'm going to ask a question that the top, so many answers right around the board. And you can either um, keep the topic and then try and answer all the questions before you get three strikes, or you can pass it and hope that your competitors don't get them all before three strikes and you can you can still steal with one correct answer at the end right does that make sense any questions on family feud we're good all right so uh i'm gonna start uh jim i'm gonna start with you okay uh we got the top what do we got seven answers on the board uh and and jim this is for you really because uh, you sent me a bio that said something about how much one of your hobbies is sleeping <laughs> So, so top seven answers on the board. Name a place where you fall asleep when you shouldn't. Oh, shoot. That's a good question. Uh, the classroom. <laughs> the, the classroom. That's a good one. Uh, that is... That's up there. So that is, uh, that's number six on the board. So here's the thing. You can keep it or you can pass it. What do you want to do? Do you guys want to keep it? Well, let's keep it. I got one. Let's you're going to keep it. All right. Uh, so you got uh, you got number six. Paige, you're up next. Name a driving. place you... <laughs> driving. So in like in the car, right? On the wheel, yeah. There we go. So that's number three is in the bus or the car. Um, so you still got... What do we got? Five still up there, Jim. Where, where's another place where you, uh, you shouldn't fall asleep? Um, the sofa. The sofa. <laughs> That's actually up there. I would have been like, dude, why don't you sleep on the sofa, right? <laughs> Who doesn't sleep there? But that was number four. That was number four. So you got three, four, and six. You still have, what, one, two, five, and seven on the board, Paige. Where else shouldn't yeah, you fall would... asleep? What about, like, a, at a wedding or a party? <laughs> Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh, first strike. First strike. Wedding party, uh, not up there. Jim, back to you. One and two are still on the board. You haven't, you haven't gotten one or two yet. Where shouldn't you fall asleep? I'm going to say the train, like public transit. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, good, good one, but that's, that wasn't on the board. So that's two strikes. Paige? Here's your challenge. You guys are freelancers. You probably don't understand this, but uh, where shouldn't you fall oh, asleep? Work. <laughs> At a desk. 
<laughs> That's number one. Number one uh, is at I'm, work. Can I, I take <laughs> I take some mine. issue? I take some issue <laughs> yeah. with you feeding them that one. Sorry, but, yeah. no, I just said I'm not a freelancer. I do have a full well, time. Well, you you do, but you don't. Right? You get you can work on the road. You can work at home. That's that's a nice benefit. Uh, some don't have. So, all right. So number you still got number two on the board. Number five and number seven, Jim. Two strikes. In the middle of a storm. <laughs> um, let's say, uh, like in the hotel lobby. <laughs> <laughs> that is incorrect. All right. So, uh, Greg and Serena, you guys can kind of chat here a little bit, but you can steal. Number two is up there. Number five is up there. And number seven. Still I think up Serena there. and I are both going to say the same one. One, two, three. Church. Is that what you're going to say, Greg? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. All right. So you guys, uh, uh, team freaks, got that one. Uh, all right. So now I'm going to go over to the freaks. Greg, I'll start with you. Um, name a popular song. With the word freak in the title. Uh, Le Freak. <laughs> Le Freak? Mm-hmm. That's chic. right. I don't, I don't know. Is that what that one is? I was like, what song is that? I have no right? idea. Say chic. So there's six answers on the board. That was number five. Do you guys We're gonna want pass, to keep it? We're going to pass, Phil. We're going to pass. Thank Phil. you, Greg. Thank you, God. <laughs> we are passing this, Phil. All Holy. right. We're passing over. Paige, uh, name a popular song with the word freak in the title. Typically, I'm great with music, but I can't think of any with freak. It's a really common word used in a lot of songs today. That's probably why. <laughs> All right, uh, Jim, I'm going to go over to you. One strike. Uh, song with freak in the title. Oh, God, you're asking the wrong person because I, I'm my pop culture knowledge is negative. You know, I remember that from last time, which is why I started yeah, right. with the sleep question. So. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess, what's her name? Kesha, TikTok, right? Did that, did that have the word freak in it? I don't know if it does, but I'm, I'm going to give you a buzzer. Hey, Paige, were you able to think of any others? Um, No. No, I'm out. <laughs> All right, we're, we're Serena, going back. This is all you. This I got, is all I got, you. I got two. There's get your freak on. There's super freak. You got. I don't is care it? how many you have. You just have to pick one, right? <laughs> Which super one would freak. be higher? Maybe super Ooh. freak. Yeah. Super freak. Yeah. Super freak. That's number one. You got it. Uh, freak out was on there. Freak on a leash. Oh yeah. She's a freak. And freak like me. Wow. Uh, all right, last a- one. Last one, Jim. Going to you. Name a famous captain. Ca- name a famous captain. Sorry. Um, captain America. Ooh. Captain America. Very good. So there's seven answers on the board. That was number five. Uh, pay, uh, so do you want to keep it or pass? I got I got one, so it's up to Jim. Jimmy, thank you. We think we can do it. Uh, oh, we'll keep it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna keep it. Paige, going over to you. Famous captain. Captain Morgan. <laughs> very good, Captain Morgan's number three. MJ'd be very proud of you on that one. Very good. Yeah. Paige right, just Jim. went up a notch in my book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Captain who? Captain. Captain Kirk. Ooh. Ooh. Very yeah, good. He's number nice. two. He's number two on the board. So you still have one, four, six, and seven. Page one, four, six, and seven. Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh. Ooh, nice. very good. <laughs> he is not on there. First strike. I don't First think he strike. was a captain. Was he? <laughs> he was yeah, arguably Captain Jack a captain, Sparrow. I think. Yeah, right? totally. That, Michael uh, Bolton's that, saying all about it, Captain Jack Sparrow. That was his oh, right. shtick. Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lonely Island. You'll have to watch yeah. it. It's, it's amazing. All right. uh, Jim, T- Jim Tang, Captain. I'm out of guesses. Shoot. Um, captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Second strike, Paige. Um, captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. That actually is a good one. 
<laughs> but it's not on there. Sorry, Jim. That okay, was a good Serena. one. Serena, right, what first. do you think? I, I'm, I would say Captain Phillips. I'd say Captain Hook because my kids are so into Ooh, pirates. Uh, That's the only yeah, one I got. I'll, I'll defer to the, the. I'll defer to that. Yeah, Captain Hook. Okay. Captain Hook. Very good. Very good. Very good. Was Captain Phillips on there, Phil? Uh, Captain Phillips was not on there. So, yeah. So, you got it. Well done. All right. So, let's do this. So, great guy. Paige and Jim, you guys are under the mezzone. You still did really good with the pressure. So, I, I was impressed nonetheless. Um, let's do this, Jim. Tell our listeners and viewers how they can find you and where they can see your work. Yeah. So, I'm on Twitter. At WXMANN, one word. And on Instagram, uh, Storm Chase Tang, also one word, Tang T A N G. Very good. All right, Paige, how about you? Where can people find you? I am very rarely on Twitter at Paige Vincent09, and then I am mainly on Instagram under Paige Vincent, with my full name. Very good. And, and that's where they can find your series as well, correct? Yes. Very good. All right. Well, tell you what. Hey, before we go to Bur- you can find all our merch and everything at Helicity.co. Stormfront Freaks is happy to partner again with the leader in weather geek gear. Helicity.co is back as the exclusive provider of Stormfront Freaks merch. Visit Helicity.co, the weather superstore for the freaks and you. So we're going to take our final break. We'll be back with our hashtag weather fools and don't miss our updated weather troll box. This is Michael Binsky, Emmy winning photographer and filmmaker of Storm Chasing, Time Lapse Films, lesser known wedding photographer, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right. This is our favorite segment. This is a cornerstone segment of the Stormfront Freaks podcast. It is time for Weather Fools, where we find the most genius and intelligent people who like to record the things that they do and put them on the internet for the rest of us to see. What would we do without them? (laughs) So we have a few uh, that we're going to share with you guys today. We're going to begin with Phil, who has a few specific Weather Fools for us. All right, so all of mine are coming from our viewers and listeners, and and, uh, the first one I'm going to call Flash Flood Follies. This is from Luna Light, and uh, you can see someone swimming in the floodwaters off in the ditch. Yeah, but did (laughs) you see the lightning strike? (laughs) Well, that too, right? (laughs) Let's swim in floodwaters during lightning. Yeah, yeah. So Definitely somehow that pool. ditch that ditch looked inviting to this uh, individual to just start swimming and watch the lightning show. I guess. Yeah, I just love the lightning in the background because that's a good mix, uh, you know, swimming and lightning. Yeah, uh, I was good. A two for one fool there, Phil. I was good. All right, next one I call oh, Outlook is pretty exciting. Uh, this is from <laughs> this is from uh, listener and viewer Jay is painting. Uh, so Jay is painting sent this to us. I believe, uh, Greg, this is up in your neck of the woods. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, what are we looking at here, Phil? Uh, this is, this is hashtag weatherpeens is what this is. <laughs> I'm just going to say of... that, that B is, stands for balls. That's all I'm going to say <laughs> on, on this one. So oh it's up in Canada. God. It's some severe uh, <laughs> warning area, and it, it looks like a penis. Yeah, that's... Oh that's probably that's one of the more impressively phallic <laughs> ones I've seen in a while. That's well, I'm glad you think that's impressive, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, some of these are a stretch when it's like, oh yeah, that kind of looks like a, it's like. Oh, no, I get this, it. That's a is... stretch. I get it. I get yeah, it's it. It's a I stretch. It. All right, the next one comes from Jen Walton. Uh, she sent us one from Colorado and it's it's a I call it resistance training <laughs> and it's a bicycler going through uh, flooded street waters but look to the left 
there are some firefighters that are telling him, get, get away, stop, <laughs> stop. It gets deeper down there. And this guy just kind of He's keeps, waving them off. Yeah, yeah, he just keeps biking, says, who are you to tell I me where this. I can bike? I love this one so much because he bikes by a stalled out car that died <laughs> in the flood water and the firefighters and is like, have a good day, guys. How about the guy now driving into that oh my with God. the stalled yeah. cars around? Th- those firefighters are just like, dude, why are we even working? Yeah, like, dude, why, yeah. why are we even here? Yeah. <laughs> Holy hell. Oh, so, that's a good one, Phil. All right. The last one comes from Tim Boland. I call this Mary Poppins. This must be somewhere in Asia. Uh, Eastern Asia, um, but it's a TikTok video, and all these workers are holding down this massive tent oh, no. at a party. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. And the tent oh, takes God. off. I mean, this is a massive, probably 50 foot by 50 foot tent. Oh, my God. It took them and right each out. Worker, yeah, each worker is holding on to one of the bars. Now, look across. I want you to look across the way. There's oh, one God. guy oh, that is God. totally oh, committed. God. He is not letting go. This, this tent flies out of view. And he's got a blue shirt, and just kind of keep an eye on him. He's committed. He is not letting go. Watch this as it takes Phil, off. Phil, Phil, I was watching the. Oh my God! Did you see the guy that fell? Yeah. No. He was, he was not Phil, fully committed. Phil, watch, watch the guy beside <laughs> the guy that flew up. There's yeah. a guy who falls from about 25 feet. Yeah, watch I saw. This. Yeah, I, I keep. And there yeah. he goes. Oh, oh, right there. Yep. Uh, wow. Like, what? What are they thinking? <laughs> How how much how much know. do they love their job that they're not letting go of that thing? Wow, wow! I'm speechless. That's a, that's uh, a oh, that, wow. I mean, that guy's 50 feet plus in the air when he goes off screen easily. So, all right. So those are mine. Holy cow! All sent right. by wow. sent by listeners and viewers. Wow. Yeah, okay. So mine is not a funny weather fool. Mine's a like make you want to go punch a wall uh, weather fool. So uh, this comes from uh, Fire Photo Girl on Twitter. Now, I know a little bit of the backstory of this. Um, she uh, booked a tour, a uh, storm chasing tour, with a very unscrupulous dude. Uh, like you said, Phil, we don't mind throwing people under the bus here on the, the Stormfront Freaks. At Pezman WX, this guy apparently uh, was very... Um, I'm going to say handsy, uh, not very uh, polite uh, with his guest. Uh, She ended up saying, hey, take me to the airport. Drop me off. I'm done. He dropped her off and then took off with all of her luggage and camera gear and everything. She had to get the police involved to get her stuff back. And she had to pay for the shipping to get it sent back to her home. Anyway, uh, uh, so if anybody knows at Pezman Weather, uh, you know, beware. If you're going to be joining a tour, I love storm chasing tours. I love storm chasing. Uh, but, uh, you know, go with people that, you know, are, are, are good people, uh, people like Extreme Tornado Tours. And then there's all sorts of them. But, uh, yeah, that's my weather fool, this Pezman Weather. Uh, he can suck it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. So yeah. if you want to check out the videos of all these weather fools or throw some shade at Pezman weather, go to stormfrontfreaks.com. Look for episode 186 show notes and you'll have all the details. All right, folks, it is time for Weather Trollbot 5000. So if, if you're a regular listener or viewer of the show, um, you know that Weather Trollbot, we, we found her in a garage sale initially, uh, just kind of a robot, and, and we purchased her pretty cheap. But we repurposed her to be able to interpret what our weather friends were really thinking when they responded to weather to their trolls, okay? So a lot of times you'll see meteorologists, you'll see storm chasers, uh, they'll get trolled on social media. But of course, our, our weather friends are always very polite, they respond very professionally. Um, but we know that that's probably not what they were really thinking initially. And so what Weather Trollbot does is we feed all that information uh, into her. She interprets all that, and then she'll kick out what that person was really thinking when they responded to their trolls. So we always say this is where you got to put the earmuffs on the kids because sometimes what they're thinking, uh, 
may not be appropriate uh, for everybody. But the neat thing is, is a couple weeks ago or a month ago, I started playing with some new AI technology. And so I started incorporating that into Weather Trollbot. And when we, when we first played it a, a month or so ago, it was still new. It was kind of still downloading. And so what she spit out kind of sounded like a little kid. <laughs> okay. It was awkward. It was awkward, Phil. <laughs> it was a it's little awkward. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but I think we've, we've fully got that downloaded, and I've attached some celebrity uh, voices to her output. So I, I'm hoping that when we enter all this information tonight, what she kicks out will be some celebrity voice. And so I'll kind of leave it up to all of you to see if you can uh, interpret or if you can identify who that celebrity voice is. So I've got two to share with you tonight. Um, one comes from actually uh, one of our co-hosts, Jen Watson, sent this to us. Um, regarding uh, Reynolds Wolf. So Reynolds Wolf is a uh, meteorologist on the Weather Channel, and he got trolled by Jamal Johnson. Jamal said, Reynolds Wolf, your on-air personality is unwatchable. I had to change the channel this morning. Wow. 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 Which, right. Like, you know, why, why, why are it's you even... It's constructive. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But, you know, Rhett Reynolds, very professional gentleman, uh, he responded, I'm honored you took the time to reach out and that you were able to watch for a few moments. <laughs> uh, wishing you <laughs> and your loved ones... That is not what he was really <laughs> thinking, Phil. <laughs> well, it gets better. Wishing you and your loved ones great weather, amazing health, and continued success. Oh, Reynolds, yeah. So, so what we do, so I'm going to take all this information, I'm going to, I'm going to plug it into Trollbot, and then uh, she's going to be able to spit out um, what, what Reynolds was actually thinking. So let me enter this in, uh, and then she's got to compute. Off Jamal, why are you even wasting your time? Let's say something, you want a little grab a ticket and hop on the train to town. Okay. Wow. So she's she's got a little uh, Snoop Dogg in her, I guess. Uh, Weather Trollbot does. I don't know which is better, the little kid one or the Snoop Dogg uh, Trollbot. We expect the swearing from Snoop. All right, that's true. 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 That's true. All right. So uh, the next one, uh, you all know our beloved Daniel Shaw, Storm Chaser, um, got trolled by Jeffrey Logsdon Zero. Jeffrey Logsdon Zero said, damn, we needed Timmer in this one. He would have been all up in that big-ass tornado. You were like 15 miles away, and that just doesn't make for a good YouTube video anymore. If you're, not trying to, <laughs> if you're not trying to intercept or at least get close, stay home. Hell, I barely see anything but rain. Uh, we want to see the tornadoes, not the aftermath of people's lives ruined. Search Monster Wedge Tornado Intercept from the Bear's Cage. That is what we want to see. Not people's houses destroyed. We can watch that on the news. I understand you're out to warn people, but don't warn them and then post a video of, of their destroyed. The news does a good enough job covering that. Let's see the actual tornado and what it's doing, how it's moving, how strong it is, and the size. Just saying to many chasers who post videos of two seconds of tornado while they're running from it, and then 45 minutes of people's lives ruined. So he wow. gets to the point pretty quickly. Well, sort of. Yeah, I he mean, obviously that's like doesn't, he's obviously never minute. storm chased either. No. Oh, yeah. No. So good old Daniel, professional guy, right? Uh, he responds no different. He says, hello, Jeffrey. Please accept my apologies that I didn't drive close or into the debris field for your personal enjoyment. <laughs> I failed you as a storm chaser. I promise to make a greater effort in the near future. Quick question. Know any good probate attorneys and funeral directors? And I will tell you this: Daniel actually sent this to us specifically for weather for weather trollbot. Thank so, you. Uh, now, listen so for gonna... anybody who doesn't know him, though. You got to do it in his voice. I hope. Well, we'll see. It's a, we'll see. Yeah, let's see. What the? Shit? I'm looking for your video of zero metering a tornado can't find it just trying to stay alive so suck it jeffrey 
All right, so so it wasn't Daniel. <laughs> if if uh, if you guessed that period, uh, sounded like James Earl Jones, uh, maybe a little Darth Vader there. I don't know, but uh, but uh, so yeah, so there's there's uh, Weather Trollbot five thousand. She keeps evolving. She keeps. Uh, I don't know if she's getting better, but she keeps evolving. Uh, we'll we'll kind of say that. So. Uh, but that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Live. Thanks for tuning in. And before we announce the guest of our next episode, uh, I've got a request. If you like the show, hit the follow and subscribe button and help us by sharing your favorite episode on social media or with a friend. Um, and let's also go around Freaks. Uh, Serena, how can people find you and your content? Yeah, everything is at WX Serena. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Very good. Greg, how about you? Uh, you can all find me on uh, all the social media stuff, Tornado Greg. And uh, if you want to learn how to use your camera, uh, check out CameraEasy.ca, where I teach online classes on uh, how to use the camera. Very good. And you can find me. I'm usually tweeting on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. Uh, special thanks to our guests tonight, Jim Tang and Paige Vincent. Thank you very much, you guys. And that was great tips. You guys had some awesome tips. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that Greg cut off the phone tips because I was really starting to jot some stuff down there. But uh, I, I guess I can't play with the adults. So um, next episode, we've got the Weather Channel videographer, Charles Peake. Uh, he's going to be joining us, introducing his new streaming series uh, called Peak Travels. Stormfront Freaks, we're going to be live Thursday, July 6th. 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central on YouTube, and the audio podcast will be available that weekend. So uh, for Serena and Greg and Paige and Jim, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You can watch our bi-weekly show live on YouTube.com slash Stormfront Freaks and download the audio version on your favorite podcast player. For links to our Patreon team of exclusive benefits, show notes, past shows, new videos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out our interactive chaser radar from our friends at zoomradar.com. If you'd like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Search for Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.